0: don't forget your toothbrush it was a buck 70 this show is supported by generous listeners like you through our patreon this episode was interwritten by warrior queen Tanson g association and stephanie powers to learn about more ways to support oh my dollar and get cool perks like exclusive live streams and cat stickers you can visit ohmydollar.com/support welcome to oh my dollar a personal finance show with a dash of glitter Dealing with money can be scary and stressful. Here we get practical, friendly advice about money that helps you tackle the financial overwhelm. I'm your host, Lillian Carbay. Let's talk about money. Today is a solo show, as Will is out on vacation, and I am recording from a hotel closet in Orlando instead of the radio station. So I hope the audio quality is good, but it may be a little lower than normal simply because I don't have my excellent mics with me. Because I'm traveling, I thought it might be an excellent time to answer a listener question that was asked quite a while ago. Nikki from Washington, D.C. said, I see all your reports online, and I'm really curious how you do conference travel. I'm also a freelancer, and I often have trouble finding a way to go to conferences on a limited budget. Do you have any advice? Oh, Nikki, do I ever have advice. So there's a couple different things you should think about. One is that it's really structured in three ways. First, you need to worry about your accommodation. You have to worry about your travel to the conference. And then you need to worry about food during the conference. So obviously, conference fees, they're harder to negotiate. So if the conference itself is really expensive, there's a couple different things you can do. One is ask to see if you can volunteer at the conference. Often I find that this is one of the best ways for you to you know, get, get involved with the background. You might even get to meet some of the notable people that are talking there in a way that you might not be able to otherwise, because you might be helping them out backstage before they go on. And often it can get you into the conference for free. The downside of this is that you're probably going to be busy during some of the things you might want to go to. So volunteering to get into the conference can be a good way to do it. Some conferences will let you volunteer for the work ahead of time in order to get in for free or a reduced cost. Another thing to do is to look in to see if there's scholarships. If you're low income, there may be some scholarships that you can do to cover the conference fee. But let's assume that you've gotten the conference fee handled. How do you just do the travel? Business travel is one of those things that ends up being very expensive, simply because you tend to be a lot less flexible than you are with vacation. With vacation, you can choose to go during the off-season or when it's cheaper. But with business travel, not only do you need to go on a specific date, but also you need to make sure that you have all your creature comforts in place so that you're able to get some work done while you're there. So far and away, the biggest thing that you can adjust the cost on is your lodging. So I rarely stay in the conference hotel unless all other housing options are more expensive or far away, like at a resort hotel. The cost of the hotel isn't just the cost of lodging. The first is the price of lodging, and usually I can find an Airbnb or a hostel cheaper, but the second is the issue is the cost of food. If the conference isn't providing every meal, I often find it a lot cheaper to have access to at least a small kitchen or kitchenette than to go out for every meal, or even worse, order room service and get a $50 grilled cheese. So for me personally, I often need access to refrigeration due to my medication, And it's hard to get that in a standard hotel room, but it's really easy to get access at an Airbnb or a hostel. If the conference hotel is the best option, for example, it's just too far to get to the conference hotel from any other lodging, or all the other nearby options are just as expensive, then I will see if I can get a roommate. Not everyone loves us, obviously, but it's a good way to save money. Many conference hotels will have suites where each of you get your own room with a door and you actually will have a door in between the two rooms um, if one is willing to sleep on like a pullout couch. The main thing that you'll have to do is coordinate bathroom use. So, you know, if you spend a really long time in the shower, maybe you don't want a roommate. You can often look ahead of time if there is a Facebook group or an app for the conference. You can often meet people even if you don't know someone and, uh, you know, check in with them about kind of what their style is and see if you can get a roommate. And obviously, that halves the cost that you're going to pay for a room. So the second thing you need to think about is food. So feeding yourself on business travel. So if there's not a grocery store within a short walking distance of my hotel, I will spend money on Instacart or Amazon Prime grocery delivery directly to the hotel. Because even with a delivery fee, groceries save a ton of money over $14 bowls of Cheerios at the hotel restaurant. Plus, this makes it easy to grab food quickly and get back to work at the conference. Obviously, if going out to meals is going to be part of your conference experience with other people, make sure to just plan appropriate. Believe it or not, it will seem counterintuitive, but I travel so often for work that I actually have an extremely high annual fee credit card because it has really useful perks for business travelers. In addition to getting me additional trip protection and points for travel, I use it because it gets me lounge access, which allows me to load up on food and coffee before the plane and get more work done in the airport thanks to ample outlets, Wi-Fi, and even in some places, even private workrooms. At my local airport, there's even the ability to spend up to $28 on takeaway food, which includes full meals and kombucha and cold brew and juices and other delightful things like fancy chocolates. Pro travel tip, give nice chocolate to the flight attendants as you board the plane and you might get upgraded. It also reimburses me up to $300 per year in travel expenses on that credit card, which includes everything from lifts to the airport, flights, check bag fees, and Airbnbs. So it's a very high annual fee though, so it's only worth it if you spend a ton of money on travel. Obviously, if you're not going to spend $300 a year on travel expenses, it's not a very good card for you. There's a bunch of different kind of high-end travel cards out there. Some will give you perks like free check bags or lounge access. It's worth looking into the one that makes sense for you.
1: When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.
0: Just for the record, the card that I use is the Chase Sapphire Reserve card, which has a crazy high annual fee of $450, but gives that 300 credit. I spend more than $150 a year on the free food that it gets me at my local airport. So it ends up penciling out in the end. Plus I enjoy the additional trip protection and everything. The right travel card for you is entirely determined by your own travel habits, preferred airlines and destinations and what kind of benefits make sense for you. I try to never check a bag if I can help it. This not only saves me money in bag fees, it usually reduces my stress at the end location. But if I do check a bag, I bring food. That way, I can buy food locally where I know where it's cheapest and pack it in. But if I need to travel light, obviously I don't do that and I'll get grocery delivery. I try to always make sure to bring my own tea packets and I make a stop for snacks on the way to the airport. I usually find that I talk so much at work events plus after hours karaoke that I end up needing some throat comfort tea or something in order to make sure I don't lose my voice. So it's easier than hunting for that kind of tea if I just bring it with me. And the snacks in the airport are overpriced, so I like to bring those in addition. I try to take public transit or walk whenever possible, and that really cuts down on costs. A lot of people don't think about that transportation from the airport to their final destination, But if you look ahead of time, you may be able to get there on public transit or rather than a cab, you can find some sort of airport shuttle. Failing that, I will usually try to share a cab, a Lyft or an Uber with other conference participants if we're going out to dinner or to an offsite event, because that will really bring down the cost from individual cabs. So if you're traveling with merch like books or T-shirts, look into shipping the merch ahead rather than bringing it on the plane. Quite often, especially if your merch is books that can be shipped by media mail, this can be cheaper than the check bags fees and less annoying. The big thing is that you have to plan ahead because media mail can take up to 10 days to arrive. Flights are obviously one of the hardest ones. This is an area where if the conference or a client isn't paying for me to travel, I will usually try some creative ways to bring the price down. I will look into flying to cheaper different airport or taking the train to my end location. And if I know ahead of time where I'm going, I might do some travel hacking in order to get to a card with a sign-up bonus that would cover the travel. If I'm looking far out in advance, I will stock cheap travel websites for that end location. Usually, I don't want the cheapest flight, but I want the best time for business travel since things are usually a little less flexible with business travel. Personally, I try to prioritize daytime flights that will let me get work done on the flight simply because I really don't do well with sleep deprivation and red-eye overnight flights. This is a personal choice. If you're good at red-eyes, it's an excellent way to save money on accommodation and often nab a cheaper flight price. So once you've got this all handled, you need to make sure that you keep your receipts as a freelancer. So all of these expenses for conferences and everything is a business tax deduction. And you can keep all of your receipts and exactly tax deduct things for every single one of your meals, but usually make sure that you write down who you were eating your meal with um, and obviously all the receipts for flights and hotels. It's really good to keep track of these as you do them rather than try to go back and figure them out in April when you file your taxes. One thing a lot of people don't know about is what is called the IRS federal per diem. And this is really excellent because the IRS sets a rate for the per diem based on the city that you're going to. And it's usually around 55 or so. It's a little more for a more expensive city, a little less um, for less expensive cities per day that you can s- spend on food. And this is kind of like the government setting you the budget. a budget. Here's what's great about this is if you are a little cheaper and you're know you able to get all your food for $25 a day instead of $55 a day, that means that extra $30, you are still going to be able to tax deduct that as the per diem rate because they let you choose for every day that you're on a business travel trip, they let you tax deduct that at the per diem rate. So let's say I'm in Orlando. I think the per diem is, let's say it's $50 a day here. I think it's a little higher actually. So for $50 a day, if I'm here for three days, that means that I can just write off $150 worth of business travel food expenses as a per diem. They also have a partial amount for your first and last days of travel. It's worth looking up in the IRS table for per diem. But if I only spend $75 on food, that essentially means that I got $75 of tax-free money. Obviously, that's just money I have that I didn't spend, but I still get to deduct that off my taxes. So you can actually end up coming out slightly ahead. Obviously, it's still all your own money if you're a freelancer or run your own business, but it's really important to think about it. And the nice thing about the per diem rate is it makes the accounting a lot simpler than having to have all of those receipts. Um, so that could be a really easy way to do it, but the main thing is to make sure that you keep track of all of your days in travel, including the half days of first and last days of travel, so that you know what the rate is when you file your taxes. I think those are all of my best trips for travel. Your local transportation, your food, your accommodation, and obviously your flights. Those are all really big ones and one of the things that you can look at to kind of reduce your costs. So that pretty much wraps our show for today. Our producer is Will Romy, who is played by me today since he is on vacation. Our intro music is by Erin Horecki and I'm Lillian Carebake, your personal finance educator and host. Thanks for listening. and Until next time, remember to manage your money so it doesn't manage you. Thanks to our Patreon backers, we're going to start having transcripts for the show. Thank you so much for everyone that supported us on Patreon and is making these really cool things that benefit everyone happen. If you're interested in possibly supporting the show for as little as a dollar a month, please check out omydollar.com support. We're really close to getting to the point where we are going to have semi-monthly live shows where I will answer your questions and you don't have to wait for them to be on the show.